You are now listening to Black Guy Therapy, a therapeutic podcast. mic too loud oh let me turn it down oh okay we good what's up everybody welcome to black out therapy hey, hey what's up did you notice on the intro you sound you you, you try to sound very proper there that's right no nah, man we I'm, gotta i'm appealing to somebody no nah, man we gotta <laughs> we gotta we gotta switch that intro up man we gotta make it sound like us um that sound like the uh Dry uh, the red eye. Wasn't that dude that did the uh, commercial for Visine commercial? Do you have red eye? Uh, <laughs> anyway, welcome to Black Guy Therapy. We are well, a therapeutic. Co- yeah. We are a therapeutic podcast. Get, nope. Let me nope. let me tell people nope. who we are, man. Okay, before they sorry. cut us off. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, nope. <laughs> welcome to Black Guy Therapy. We are a therapeutic co- podcast for Black men. Um, if this is your first time listening to us, welcome. Um, Again, we're a therapeutic podcast. We are a podcast designed for black men to talk about their issues um, or things that they generally wouldn't talk about with other people. Um, you know, we generally like to bring up um, an issue that affects black men or just, you know, something that affects black people that we need to talk about and just uh, de-stress, right? Um, what's up, Joe? What's going on, my brother? Chilling, 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 Henry. What up, what up, Otis? Ah, you know, living the dream, <laughs> whatever that is today. <laughs> right. Uh, what is the American? Never mind. I don't know, but but whatever it is today, I'm living it. Yeah, so hey, we touched on that one before. Um, anything going on in, in, since the last time we met? Before we get started, uh, I added some. I added a new toy to the collection. What is that? Uh, a new shotgun. Okay. Yeah, I figured it's better be it's better to be prepared than not prepared at all. Yeah. And you know we talk about we've talked about that before, right? Um, Correct. How do we how do we um, how do we get the gun laws that we want to change? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every black person in America own one. Right. And then it'll they'll change, change real quick, quick. <laughs> real fast. So, so there we go with that. Um, well, it's interesting you said that because the the store that I went to, it was a lot of Caucasian Americans in there, and you should have seen the looks when I was just telling them, "Hey, yeah, grab that one off the wall too." Yeah, grab that one too. Gra- grab that one too. How much ammo y'all got in here? Can I buy all the ammo that I want? I was getting those look like. Yeah, they was trying to. Uh, they was the? trying to make sure you. They thought you was gonna blow something up. But right. it wasn't the people that worked there. It was. They was. They was gladly handing me stuff like, "Huh, here you go. Here you go. Yeah, play with this." It was just the the other consumers there. Yeah, yeah. capitalism they, is colorless. Yeah, they was yeah. like, "Hold on, what? Y'all gonna sell them? If you want to buy all them, y'all gonna sell all that to them." There you yeah. go. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. But not really, I guess. But then it was one guy, he bought all the rounds of five, five, six rounds that they had. See, and then get a look. That's a problem for me. That that is a problem for me that, that Well was, explain to explain to the people what five five six rounds are. That's what you put in your M four, which is your uh, assault style rifle yeah. as the news says it. Yeah. Um so you know if you're buying and and granted five five six the boxes only have 20 rounds in them yeah. so so i get it but he bought 20 boxes so okay, that's what so 400 rounds yeah so what do you need i mean and like most of them will tell you oh we did we're, we're sports shooters but ain't and, nobody yeah. sports shooting i've been yeah. in more houses where i've seen just people just with stacks of ammo mm-hmm. just in a room mm-hmm. like it's 
it's kind of pointless. I think that, um, you know, some of these smaller mom and pop gun shops need to limit ammo, um, consumption for for their consumers right like maybe yeah. two three boxes and, and even if you come back like every day and do it that that's fine but you don't buy up 40 boxes and then nobody else can have any right like that's that's not even pretty much and, and that's the problem with americans we we over consume things yes. and and we don't share with our with our people like other culture well most black people do or I say most, a lot of black people do. I'm not going to say most because that's not true. Right. A lot of, and I, and let me re, re, rephrase that, most or a lot of people of color, wherever the diaspora, right? Yeah. They they share because that's that's a cultural thing for us, yep. right? Mm-hmm. So. It reminds me of uh, when COVID was really, really prominent at the beginning, like late March, and we saw the videos of the people in the stores, you know, fighting over yeah. toilet paper. Uh, just that again that it's all about me I could care less about you yep. I got four box well not four boxes but four of the big bags of toilet paper yep but I could just let you have one exactly but I no I'm taking them all for me yeah like toilet paper is gold yep which is and not to cut y'all off but I wonder what like those people that was buying them in in, in bundles like that I wonder do they still have it now I'm sure they do I mean, I wonder how they feel. Like, do you feel stupid at this point? Because toilet paper is back in the store. Yeah, it is. It's funny. I, I've always said um, if there was and I, I, anybody I talk to when I talk, because I have a like, I don't have a doomsday kit, but I have like a if a natural disaster happened and I am out. Yeah, I have a pack that will allow me to be self-sufficient for about two weeks yeah. or one week with another person. Yeah. Um, but I've always said, I was like, if, if the, if it, if it all hit the fan tomorrow, things that would be precious commodities would be toilet paper and tissue. That would be gold. That would be your currency. Yeah. Because people going to want to wipe their butt yeah. and people going to want to like wipe anything or, you know, especially with tissues. Yeah. So no, that's a good call. It's yeah. a good call. And 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 I actually saw it play out during this pandemic. Yeah. So I was like, wow. <laughs> I, I was, was right. right. <laughs> yep. I was like, I'm a forward thinker. Which which also leads me to believe that I in my past life, I saw this before. Right. So I don't know. Right. Yeah, you was around when the uh when the black plague happened, that's all. I was around when something happened because I I be seeing these things. I'm like, oh no, this is gonna be it, this is gonna be it, and then like I said, sure enough, it's sure enough. It, it, it is. is it. So yeah. it's kind of weird, but whatever. Uh, you're not Dion Ward, dude. Or, Neither or, no. is. What's the uh, what was the psychic lady? Cleo. Cleo. Yeah, you ain't Miss Cleo, man. Neither yeah, is Miss Cleo. Yeah, Miss Cleo wouldn't even Miss Cleo. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not claiming to be a psychic. I'm just claiming to to like, mm-hmm. hey, I think that this would be beneficial yep. in the future on that's the all i'm saying side of the game that's all nah man get out of here man I ain't giving oldest that much credit <laughs> but anyway <laughs> anything else going on man oh, that's about it man so in our community far too often some of the heroes we have <clears throat> excuse me are going to be athletes mm-hmm. yeah one of which that i love is Shaq. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me Shaq thoroughly disappointed me what happened? What he do? His his response to the Breonna Taylor 
I, I thought, thought it was, was yeah. I thought Charles said something ignorant. It was both of them. Oh well, okay. And okay. go ahead, finish your point, because then I'm gonna say something, and you, we'll see if this matches. Yeah, it was both of them. So here's the the reality. <clears throat> Excuse me. So sorry. This is something you said a long time ago. By the letter of the law, the officers were within the confines of it, right? Because the no knock. So. Up until they got in, and I don't know whether they announced themselves, and I wasn't there. Twelve people say they did not. One person said they did. I don't know. I wasn't there. Right. The guy fired one shot, hit an officer in the leg. Twenty shots came. No, it was what? I don't don't know. I don't know how many came back. I'm just, my point is, I don't know at, at what point in the conversation that they're like, hey, we're officers. You shot at us once. We shot all these back. Stop, stop, wait, wait, wait. I don't know when all that happened. Mm-hmm. But up until the exchange of the gunfire, I mean, they were within the law. Right. So that's where we have to kind of be able at that point to separate the emotion from the law. And the challenge here is that a person's life was lost, lost and it's not the first time we've seen it. So it gets us extra emotional. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with somebody saying that the police officers were within the law or within the, the confines of the law upon entry. Right. Because that was the case. Yes. But that situation is, is too similar to too many others that we've seen. Not, not, not saying like a no knock. I'm saying a person of color ended up dead. Yeah. Yeah. That is where the similarities are just too consistent. Yeah. So, I, I don't know if the ex-boyfriend. Well, here's the thing. He 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 had his license to carry. No, that's the, the current person. boyfriend. I'm talking about the ex because they said they saw the ex-boyfriend come into her house and pick up a package. They thought that this is how they were able to obtain the warrant. Because all black people look alike to them. So they said <laughs> they weren't sure if the package that he picked up was drugs or money. But that's how they got the warrant. That's how they got it signed off on. So, okay, go ahead, go ahead. So, so again, there's so many parts to this that sound too similar to issues that happen to people of color where there's not enough information, Mm -hmm. not enough detail, but we've got a suspect. You fit a profile. Maybe in your history you have this. So now we have the full authority of the law to go to the full extent of the law. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and again, you have this person that's in their bed. And they end up dead. Yeah. And that's the sucky part. So it's like when when Shaq and Chuck was, were speaking to that piece at the beginning, and, I, and I've got it here if we want to cue it at any point, but when they were speaking to that piece, I didn't have an issue with that. But again, look at the sources. Shaq, cons- I'm sorry, Charles specifically has consistently, consistently, sorry, I said. That's okay. I think a fly guy, I know a fly <laughs> guy in here, I see it. Um, but he's consistently said things that make you be like, what side of the things are you on? Are you on the side of right or are you on the side of what's beneficial to you? And he made a comment one time about being rich and that's why he votes Republicans. So, you know, whatever to the poor people. Yeah. And I'm just like, so this is consistently who you are. I call him Shuck. He's always been, uh, he's always... Ben, you could tell what side of the fence he's on. He's always been there. He he shows you his cards, mm-hmm. but then he'll try to be like, "Oh well, you know." Uh, uh, but if you if you sit down and just listen to him speak, 
he's always been on that side. Mm-hmm. That's why I believe at some point they told him stop talking about certain things on air. The only reason why they're talking about shut, I mean, talking about this right now is because it's a big, big issue going on. But if you go back and just look like they used to dibble and dabble in, in conversations like that, now they don't. Which was why I was shocked when Shaq responded because his support was fully behind the officers. So let's let's break that down. Mm-hmm. And and me and you talked about this this week when when you sent me something. I was like, well, here's the background to it, right? Yeah. So let's talk about Shaq's background. Mm-hmm. What is Shaq? Other Outside than, of that, uh, he's, other a, than a commentator, he's a sheriff. He? Yeah, he's, he's a, a sheriff, sheriff yeah. yeah. Right? So he's not going, and, and Shaq has always wanted to be a police officer. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yep. I mean, and I guess he is, right? I guess he he's, is, a, he's, yeah. a, he's a sheriff in some small town in Georgia. Yep. Um, and that's okay, right? I'm, I'm glad that he is, and I hope that, you know, he is doing the right things for mm-hmm. Not only the community that he serves, but, um, you know, the officers also. Right. Right. Because at the end of the day, we need we need representation and we need representation that look like us in law law enforcement. Right. Because we need we need people to to feel safe. Yeah. But it's too many. It's too many people that look like us just stand by. And watch this go on. Right. But I guess the point I'm trying to make about Shaq is Mm -hmm. if I am the sheriff, what does a sheriff have to do every four years or six years? You got to run for office. Right. You have to be elected to be the sheriff. Mm -hmm. So if I get on national TV and say something against against I'm I'm not gonna be the sheriff no more. And and I'm glad well, you brought that point up because let, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna because that's what my whole thought process was with Shaq. Because if anybody has ever paid attention to this dude, he's one of the most selfless people I've ever seen. One yeah. of the biggest personalities that does so much for people. Like this dude consistently is a philanthropist. Yeah. All the time. And he'll do something like that, and then you'll see something like this where he's standing by that because yeah. of what you're saying it's like so where's the where's the principle here what's more important is is the doing the right thing more important or is your fight that well if i do this and i lose this opportunity i won't be able i have yeah. no idea what he's what the goal is and that's the problem so when you have that platform and people don't know exactly where you're coming from that's what confuses them. So right. uh, when anytime I do talk about President Obama, that's what it was for me is I didn't know. Like, I, I hear what you're saying. I know what you represent for the people, the people that look like us. I get it. But I don't know where you stand because the places where you did make a stand publicly have nothing to do with me. Yeah. So am I being represented truly? So with Shaq, I see everything that you're doing for all these people that look like me, look like you. I hear how you talk about things that are unjust and how equity and equality needs to be focused on. But then I see you try to hold on to this position for the future. And I don't know if that's like I said, if you're wanting to hold that because you want to be able to kind of do your work in the background or if you just want to have that title because you've always wanted to be that. I don't know. And 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 that's interesting to bring it up like that, because let's let's think about this success in or success for people of color in America has always counted or, or been generated on our proximity to whiteness. Right. Correct. So like Shaq, Charles Barkley, um, any of those other guys on TV, Steve Harvey, right. 
when they're saying these things, they're saying things that are neutral. Mm-hmm. Very. Because they're, you know, they're on TV. Yep. Most, most of the people in this country are Caucasian, right? Like they, in order to keep the position that they are in, yes. they have to maintain that proximity to whiteness. Yes. And when you maintain that proximity to whiteness, you may or may not ruffle some feathers. Right. But you may, but you may or may not like say ostracize your folks. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And, and, and now you have a group of people on, on this side who like, dude, why would you say that? But then they come back and say, well, I have to see it from both sides. Yes. Well, why do you have to see it from both sides? But I'm seeing it from the side that I'm on. Right. Like, and, and again, there's that proximity to whiteness because if I'm a shack or any, any, famous person right who's in the media yeah i have to be able to play both sides of the coin and we hear that even now in our jobs right if you're gonna work if you're gonna work in corporate america you gotta play the game right like you you have to do this you have to do you gotta code switch you gotta change your voice up you gotta hey how are you today are you doing you know you gotta do all these things you gotta make intros that sound like the commercial from the red eye advising red eye guy (laughs) yeah so you gotta do all these different things but you know, there's a group, a whole group of people here in the United States who, who don't, they, they can't, they can't switch it up like that right. because they don't live on the other side of the fence to even right. know that they need to switch it up. Right. And I can say, I say that, you know, being a college athlete, I play with some guys from the hood hood, right? Mm-hmm. Some guys from the hood who, who never went to school with white people who, you know, Everybody, everybody in their whole world has been black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when they got to college, they're like, "Oh my god! Like this is how do you?" I even I remember, I remember having somebody come to me and say, "How do you talk to a white person?" Yeah. One of my teammates, like he's from Florida, mm-hmm. from some outside of Miami somewhere, and he's like, "How do you talk to white people?" Like yeah. I don't, I don't even understand. Like yeah. I just, they look at me and they look scared, and I, I just, I don't even know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's crazy. It's and, odd. It, and that's that's what you're saying though. It's like so when you hear somebody that seems to be playing it safe, being yeah. neutral, as a person who's only had this experience, you're one hundred percent anti that person now. Yeah. So people are now like, forget Shaq, forget well, they've been like forget Chuck. Yeah. But they, more and more forget people Chuck. Forget, yeah. <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's only because they don't see it. deeper. Yeah, they, they don't get to see that. And and I agree. I, I think that there is a level of diplomacy, diplomacy rather, that everybody needs to have a little bit of decorum. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that you have to forego reality mm-hmm. to make other people feel comfortable. Yeah. And that's the problem I have, because especially now that term cancel, cancel culture is real. Yeah. So like all you got to do is say something that one person doesn't like. It turns into a thing. And now everybody's trying to get rid of you like Nick Cannon. Now, mm-hmm. fortunately, Nick is one of those guys who's been doing so much work. You can't get rid of him. Yeah, you, you'll yeah. never be able to get rid of somebody like that. So I, I don't know, man. I was just I was I was a little disappointed in Shaq because I've seen all the stuff that he's done for people that look like us. So and for were, him to play you were a neutral. more hurt by Shaq than you were Chuck. I wasn't hurt at all by Chuck because I've heard it yeah. over and over. Like he, you he said, showed you what yeah, he I've seen it over and over. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's just so weird. I mean. Think about like Shaquille O'Neal when 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 the Papa John's thing happened. Yep. Mm-hmm. What did he do? He went out and bought a, like a franchise, and he's like on their board now. Yeah. 
and he did some equity thing in in like neighborhoods where black people have to be at these yep. at these places, right? Mm-hmm. So you know he's doing the yep. work. Yeah, yep. I think he was just caught up caught up in the moment. I want to say, Maybe. like you were saying, trying to play both devil's advocate, playing both sides of the field because of the people he has around him. Right. Or what if he's what if he's doing this card like and and I'm gonna Spook use out a, a door. Um, yeah, I'm gonna use this this example. This is a real life example. So, um, uh, the the slave revolt in Louisiana back in the 1800s, it was headed by a uh, mixed a mulatto man, a mulatto right. enslaved right. African. Right. Right. His dad was the the slave master on the plantation. Right. And his mother was one of the the uh, you know slave women. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So what he did, because he was light skinned, right? He worked in the big house. Mm-hmm. So he used his proximity to whiteness to get guns. He used his proximity to whiteness to travel uh, around the country to t- or around the countryside to talk to other um, people to plan a revolt. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So what is what's to say that you know Shaq's not one of those guys who's like. I'm going to play this card yeah. so I can keep these people happy. Yep. But really I'm working in the background to dismantle the system. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And that's, that was what I was saying. Like that's the scary part for us because you don't know. So yeah. you can't and, just go out and right now and just counsel them. You right. Gotta, yeah. You got to see where it's coming right. from. Yeah. And that's hard to do because the reality is we are still fighting this uphill battle mm-hmm. and you want to have your champions. Yeah. We want to have our champions that we can look to and be like, Hey, that's my guy. I support him. I'm behind him. If he out there in the streets and he need people, I'm going. You, you know, we yeah. need those folks that can rally, rally the troops. But it's hard to be rallied when you don't know what somebody's motive is. And that's that's the other part, because, again, this goes beyond race. It's humanity. Greed, power, money ain't racist. No, not at, at all. all. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know if this person is just greedy they want to maintain their position. I don't know. Yeah. But they'll get out here and they'll talk this good game on this side. And on this side, it don't sound like that. So it's like, it's just hard. But like I said, there are some people that, that it does disappoint me. Like I, I watched the uh, interview Nick Cannon did on Cannon's class, his podcast that he does mm-hmm. with a rabbi after everybody from the Jewish community was trying to cancel him. Yeah. And hold on, hold on. Before you go into that, how can the Jewish community counsel one of us? Well, because just because I mean, they, y'all, they, they probably could. they probably wasn't even paying attention to him before. They, they so how how can they counsel him? I mean, the only thing they can do is pull their cards. Shows get canceled, all that. That's cool, whatever. But to us, he's still gonna be Nick, Nick Cannon. Cannon, right? Yeah, and and that's the point that I, I was going to get to right there. So the rabbi said, "I I you know I know who you are now. I know how popular you are, and and." what you do and what you mean to this culture. Cause it goes beyond just America. I have grandkids and they're like, Oh, you're going to be on this show. I know Nick. So I know how big you are. Yeah. And because they, there's a lot of ownership with Jewish people in entertainment in general. Mm-hmm. That's where the cancel comes from. They thought that they could, since we, we own Viacom, we own MTV. We'll, we'll cut you all from all of your access, but they but forgot that this beautiful tool called the internet. Mm-hmm. You don't need anybody. I don't all. need a soul. I can do everything from my computer and make he myself can, famous. He can film all his shows from that computer. He, yep. can, he got enough money to buy his own equipment. Yep. 
got enough money Quality to buy his own. Equipment. Yeah, got yeah. enough money to buy his own studio to yep. to shoot the show. Yep. And all you gotta do is put it on a streaming platform, sir. Yep. See, and I think that's what. It, and I it, know not to cut you off, but I know like Dang Dash. You think Dang Dash wouldn't put that on his streaming service? Man, with all the, the quickness, streaming, all the streaming services we got, I believe I bet yeah. you Netflix would do it. Yeah, and, and that's what I was getting ready to say. I think now media companies whereas they held all the cards for people the they were the barrier to yes. entry right yes but now the, the internet like we got youtube i can literally get on youtube right now and upload this and make money let's say was it you get a million views that's like thirty thousand dollars almost right right? Yeah. right you know what i'm saying so crazy we I, you don't need these companies anymore which now i think there's a shift where these companies are like okay we need you yes you don't need us per yeah. se right yeah. so there's this shift and and like you said with the cancel cancel culture, they really can't cancel you because if they cancel you, they're gonna cancel their their dollars. Yes. Because I think Nick Nick Cannon still has one of the the best shows, longest running shows Wild on TV. Wilding out, yep. right? Yeah. And as a matter of fact, it has and its I bet own you it channel. Hurt. Yeah. yeah, I bet you it doesn't hurt them. Oh, oh yeah. I'm sure. sure. I bet you it doesn't hurt them for sure. Because sure. we ain't watching MTV like that. Yeah. No. So in and, and getting back to that real quick, and I'll make this and I'll get off at this point with Nick. But when I watched the interview with the rabbi, I thought it was it started off as a pretty good conversation. But I could tell that Nick was trying his hardest to be diplomatic. And the the, the rabbi was talking about how Farrakhan, uh, the minister, is, is just this anti-Semitic, hates Jews and just wants the world to be eradicated of them just going really, really hard. And, and Nick was like, I mean, I respect your point and all, you know, it's just, this is, this is a hero for us. And, you know, it's not a lot of heroes in our community, but never once did he say, that's your opinion, but yours alone. Yeah. I don't believe that. So, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. even yeah. then his hands were kind of tied mm -hmm. to say what he really wanted to say. And I could tell like he didn't even want to really do that interview. Almost. Mm -hmm. Like it, it seemed like he had genuine intentions to learn, but as he heard this dude talking, it was that same Privilege. pompous, arrogant, Privilege. privileged perspective that yeah. man has a whole lot of peas. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. That he was time, say, hit him, roll him off again. Mm -hmm. Pompous, privileged, uh, something Some, pr yeah. perspective, perspective yeah. yeah. But it, that's what it. That's what it seemed like he was getting, and it kind of like. Oh well, here we go. Yeah. He's right. He's always gonna be right. Whatever yeah. he says. That's all I was gonna say. Doesn't it? Doesn't it suck that we have to let, um, you know, we have to let people, white people in this country, like dictate what we think is yes. right? Doesn't it? Yes. And, and I mean, that's that's a historical thing. Yes. Right? The terms of morality. Yeah. Like that's that sucks that and we still are navigating through yes. that that tunnel. And and that's what started that whole conversation is that Nick was saying that the you know white folks were savages and when you think about the behavior, it is. Yeah. You think about what happened. Just just speak about only Native Americans. Are you trying to convince me that tricking people into thinking that you're there to trade and learn and and befriend the whole time? All you're trying to do is figure out how to how to work this land yep. so you can kick them up off of it. Yep, that's not savage. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, there's a feast. I'm gonna give you these blankets with smallpox on them, yeah. and then I'm gonna eradicate your people. After we need it, after we've learned everything we need to know, yep, you gotta yeah. go. See, yeah. and and so when he said what he said, I'm like, the audacity of this man to get on here and and act like Nick is just out of his mind, like he made everything, like up. he just, like he's just being mean. Or, really, you said that was savage. How about just taking a group of people? Putting them in chains, piling them up on boats, 
I wanted to start him over here. I wanted to start in oh. this country with this country's yeah, history because yeah. that that prompted, and I think that yeah, well, I mean Portuguese. that's that's part of their that's part of it their is. history. It, my point is, yeah, yeah, I no longer need to explain really black or Native American suffrage, but I use that Native American one because people can really, really resonate with that one for some reason. When you talk about slavery, it, it's almost like this conversation that everybody knows it was bad. Yes, it was bad. But we need to move you forward. You didn't go through right. it. But, see, right. but that's what bothers me because we'll have a whole, I think I learned more about the Holocaust in you did in school than I learned about um, you know, you did. Uh, slavery in America. Yeah. Slavery, mm-hmm. Jim Crow, all yeah. of those things, civil rights. I learned more about sure. the Holocaust. I could tell you more about Anne Frank than I could tell you, well, not now, but probably could when have. I was younger. I could have I told you more about Anne Frank than what I could have told you about Martin Luther King. Absolutely. And that's uh, that's funny you say that because Anne Frank was required reading for us. See? And I'm trying to think of any books like a, a, a Barracoon, for instance. Yeah. That was required reading. Or what even Not better one. than like a, a, a biography, Malcolm X biography or Martin Luther oh, King biography. Damn sure. Look, that I, went to, I went to grade school in Kentucky. You damn oh, sure yeah. not going to read a no. Malcolm X. You yeah. knew more about blue, bluegrass than you did. <laughs> Kentucky 31. <laughs> yeah. You knew more of anything more about that That's than you I did mean. about your own history. See, we had a, uh, in Kentucky, there was a, you had to take a Kentucky history class. It yeah, was I remember required, you said that. Yep. Right. And that Kentucky history class said nothing about anything that wasn't white. Yeah. So except for you did mention the only thing they talked about was Trail of Tears, and that's yeah. only because it, went it through. cut through. Yep, it went through. Yep. So it's I mean, and Trail of Tears went through here in Tennessee too, downtown. Yeah. Which I guess you wouldn't be able to find any remnants of it because nah. it's all concrete and yeah. pavement now. Yeah, but nah. um, definitely where I grew up. You could probably go out in your yard and dig, and you probably gonna find some Native American artifact. Right. So that's crazy. I know. I know. I did that a couple of times. I was in my grandparents' yard just digging, and I found arrowheads just in the ground. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. That's dope. Yeah. So, so let me ask this question. There were three officers specifically involved with Breonna Taylor's death, her her murder. Um. Only one officer was indicted and it was for what, if I had to summarize it, cause I don't know the legal terms. Wanton like endangerment. Yeah. I was going to say reckless endangerment, but yes. Wanton endangerment. So yeah. Break that down to me, please, sir. I, I don't even know what wanton <laughs> okay. endangerment okay. is, but I guess from the context is that it's, it's almost like a reckless endangerment statute that we would have here. Um, cause wanton endangerment, they're saying that because he shot, two bullets that went into another house he was yes. being reckless and and that's funny because even even the houses that it went to what color were those folks they were were they black people white they were white people oh okay so they not the joke it was a joke it was a meme yeah. but it was saying that that's the only reason why those charges even came up because they endangered the lives of white neighbors yeah but the the dead black woman is still being disregarded yeah, and and I mean, you've seen if you followed any news this week. I mean, what does everybody said that that literally they only got the one guy only got indicted for the bullets that missed her body. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's that's wild. And and then think about it. What did Malcolm X say? We 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 all know what Malcolm X by said. Any, by any means necessary. No, no, no. Oh. He said that the black woman is the most disrespected um, woman in the world. Correct. For sure. So. 
there you go. Still true today, which is unfortunate. And in the the other side part, and I'm gonna shut up here. No, man. no, 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 no. Now you're good. Go ahead. Keep going. The other sad part about that is we right now. It, it, divide and conquer is still a tactic used. Yes. Correct. When you when you say to a black woman, or or there's conversation about how disregarded, underrepresented, underappreciated they are, which is facts here in America. Yeah. And then you say, yeah, not even the black man appreciates you. Mm. So what has just happened to the relationship? So when we when we ask ourselves those questions, like, why is there so much animosity between seemingly so much animosity? Because I think some of that is also propaganda. Yeah. But just speaking to my experience, I saw it firsthand a lot where black dudes, I can't stand black women. They got they got bad attitudes. Now, that's all they dated and all they messed with. But it was still this underlying Uh, a connotation associated with the behavior of a black woman. Yes. And there's these things about men as well, black men as well. And both sides say them. Yeah. They say them. So it's like it worked and we're still trying to fight from behind that. And only reason why I'm bringing this up is because you just mentioned how, what Malcolm X said, and it's so true. But then there's also dudes like every dude in this room. I don't think there's any woman in our lives that we wouldn't protect till death. Yeah, I, I agree. You get what I'm saying? Wholeheartedly there. I'm thinking about buying some more. Oil. <laughs> <laughs> but you get what I'm saying? Like, it's not true. Yeah, it's really not true that we don't care about our women. But all this again comes well, from like, the same source. It's like the statistics st- statistics they throw out. Like, there's more black men in jail than there are in college. That's not true. Yeah, that's not true. But they'll tell you that. To make you think that's all you're that's all you're about that's all you're good for, right? Or there's more black people on welfare, and and things of that nature. That's not true. Yeah, we right. know those those more white people on welfare Correct. than there are black. We know yeah. that for a fact. But they yeah. will tell you there's more black people on welfare than 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 white people. For sure. Yeah. Just to get that just to get that stereotype out there. Yep. And and hold it out there. So now you you've kind of indirectly bought into it. So yeah. mm-hmm. I'm so glad we had the conversation about. Because Henry's been on this since day one. Since I met Henry, he's been on the, there's no such thing as black on black crime. No, no such thing. thing. Yeah. And and I never looked at it until we started doing the podcast, looked at it that way. But there was this guy, and I, we already talked about it. He wrote the letter to LeBron and yeah. all that goofy stuff. And he was giving these black on black crime stats. You talking about the cop or the... No, nah, it was just a random... MMA fight or... Is, or no, no, this is a I never ago. hear about white on white crime yeah. stats. Well, where are the white on white crime stats? I need all those too. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I was like, it's funny because none of those... It even sounds funny to say. Yeah, white on white crime stats. Hispanic on Hispanic. Asian on... You don't hear it. Crime is going to be committed... In neighborhoods, regardless, Where, yeah. yes. crime is so. So whoever you're around yeah, is who you're what, going to kill. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's, yes. that's what a crime is going to be committed yes. upon against someone that looks like you. If you're in a neighborhood where everybody's like you, that's yeah. where it's going to happen. Yeah. And it was funny because I because of you, I pulled stats, and I had to share this with a friend of mine because he was like, "Man, but if these numbers are for real," and I was like, "They are," but let me show you the real breakdown. So I I was able to pull it, mm-hmm. and it had white. Deaths by people of color, deaths by other whites. And it was way more. Number one, yeah. it was way more white people that had been killed by other white people. Yeah, it's not even close. But the percentage even, you know, yeah. relative to the number, the percentage was a little bit higher. But yeah. guess what number they're going to put out there? Black not, on black, they 92%. Not, no, no, they're going to they they put the, oh. the crimes committed by black people towards white people. 
Yeah. You're not going to see the white on white crimes. You're going to see that crime. Yeah. That's that. And why did this all become a thing? What you talking about? Black on black crime? Mm-hmm. Well, just, you, to, when, just something when, to just when throw the, across the news. When the black on black crime argument happened, what were they trying to push through Congress? The uh, uh, three strike law, wasn't it? But was that the, the crime, called crime, 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 crime yeah, bill? Yeah, 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 the crime yeah, yeah, bill. I was yeah, trying yeah, to think yeah, of the name of it now. Yeah. Yes. So now you've single handedly said that by saying, oh, look at all this black on black crime, you've single handedly said that without saying it, black people are savages. Yes. They're so savage that they'll kill their own people. Yeah. What, what makes you think they won't kill us? Yes. Yes, we need this reform. Yeah. We let's, need let's get the justifying. We air quotes. Yes. We need this reform, yeah. and not and and even on the deeper side. And we one need of the guys to control that signed them. that. Yep, signed that paper. He's also running for the biggest office. Yeah, and that's okay. In the country, and that's okay. I mean, it, at some point, we have to because we as people grow. Right, we un- we we understand. Sometimes we make mistakes, but we need to know if he's wrong or not. We don't know that, and, and you won't. That's what I was talking about earlier. Yeah. You won't. We won't. He's hiding his hand. We he we won't know, but we have to. And 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 this goes into something else that's that we're we're in an election season, mm-hmm. yeah. and we know that that a lot of black people are like, I'm gonna withhold my vote. You you need to show me something. Well, they're not gonna show you nothing until you make them yeah. like she show you something, hand. Yeah. right? And we know Trump ain't going to show us. He's already shown us what he's going to do. He is who he is. He is who he was before he even got in there. Exactly. So you've heard the stories. He don't like people of color in his towers and all that. You've heard that before. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he's just doing what he been doing for years. Right. So now we have to, we have to be strategic here. And yes, yes, we know. Yeah. He signed this crime bill. Yeah. Whatever they say about Kamala. But that's the thing. Like done whatever. I think he only picked her to try to break the ice. But, but as my auntie would say, Mm -hmm. irregardless, (laughs) not a word, but irregardless, um, we have to be strategic and we have to look past that. We have to say, okay, if we are going to put you in this place, we need these things done. We didn't do that with President Obama. We didn't do that with President Clinton. We didn't, did that we didn't do that with President. Of them. We still ain't done it with President Trump, right? We well, can, he's not going to do nothing for you. Well, he may. He, he may if you get a celebrity behind it that he likes. Well, yeah, we get I mean, you know Kim, what I'm saying? We get Kim to go show so, sit so in his office. We have to be strategic enough to know, like, hey, look, if we're going to give you this opportunity, know that we need these things done and we need to lay out a plan. But yeah. where did where in translation did it get lost where like the government elected officials work for us? Right. Right. So they should have to answer to us. Right. Yes. So if we ask for things to be done and it's not getting done, shouldn't we be able to fire you right then? W- well, we can essentially. I mean. Yeah, you say fire right now, but I but mean, no, the, saying, the, like, the letter of the law says you have this term. Yeah. So, so like you know how we vote you in. Yeah, we should be able to have election to vote you out if you're not living up to what you're supposed to be doing. And we do. That is our system. But no, that that doesn't work. Like I, I get it. It's in there. It, it's that's how it's supposed to go. But you think Trump will still be in office? If he, they, if he it, has to be by letter of law, four that's what years. I'm saying. But no, but that's what I'm saying. Like. Four years, that that should be cut out. Like that should be taken out to where we could vote you out if you're not upholding your part of the deal. See, but then what you're gonna have happen, what I would see happening is you would have a coup every year. Essentially. Yeah, I can you, see you, that. You'd have you'd have people saying, All right, Some this person's not working. 
we're going to rise up and overthrow you and put our guy in. And now at that point, it's the person with the most power. If that group of people has the most power, that person's going to stay in. You essentially go back to a, a slaveholder mentality, a slaveholder thing. And you know, what's crazy about that is what you just said is whoever has the most power and power generally is associated with wealth, Yep, money. So again, it comes back to this. Who has the most wealth right now yeah. in this country? So it doesn't. Jeff Bezos. <laughs> yeah, he's hey, up there. boy. <laughs> uh, but, but, so I, I had this conversation. I talked to you about it a little bit. I, and I'm not going to read it. I was going to read the full conversation, but I'm not going to do that. But there was um, uh, Stephen Jackson mm-hmm. had a post, and this, this brother got on there, and he, he was basically commenting on, similar to what you're saying, Todd, yeah. about. We need to be able to understand who the candidates are and then leverage them to get what we want done. Yep. He said it a whole lot more stuff than that. But I told him, I said, I will never tell somebody not to vote. However, I'll ask you this question. What legislation, what policy, what law can change a heart condition? Because the issue in America isn't law, legislation, policy. It plays a part in it, yeah, Mm -hmm. but it's a heart condition. America is in the position it is because of the hearts of evil folks. If my heart is determined to maintain mine and take you out of here for whatever reason, it voting can help in certain areas. Like like you said, uh, if there's a celebrity that can get behind it. Yeah. okay. so if we can use um, what's her name to get a, a black. Yeah. A Kim to get a black man out of jail. That's awesome. But that doesn't change the system. The system that is in place is not broken. The system works perfect. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So my my suggestion is, based on what you're saying, we have to be strategic. Mm-hmm. We've been fighting from behind for far too long. Why are we not thinking about tomorrow? So even the last time we did the show and we, we kind of talked about the uh, life insurance, that's strategy. Yep. So Correct. Those are the conversations we need to be having. Stop pooling our money to get just behind a random charity. Stop just donating blindly to Black Lives Matter. Not saying you you can't do that also. But if you're giving your money, because you know how it is, when you're donating to a charity, it makes you feel good. But how many people are actually following that charity after they donate? To see where the money goes. To see how things are going. To make sure that they're making a difference. Yeah. It's a feel-good thing. Yeah. I'm not out there in the streets. I'm not, I'm not out there boycotting or rioting or, or standing ground. I'm not doing those things. So let me throw the, some money at this and then I can sit back and, and feel vindicated. Yeah. I'm suggesting instead of doing that, why don't we do what we said like last week, pull that money, pull the resources, put people in positions to be successful beyond just hoping that we one day can leverage uh, a, a candidate yeah. to give us just enough to make us feel okay. Yeah. So, and, and you know, another strategy that, um, I think that white people have always used and, and not that it's a strategy. I think it's just how, how it works. Think about if, if I'm a parent and I'm a lawyer mm-hmm. and my wife or, or my spouse, my spouse is a doctor. What is my child going to be more than likely? One of those two things. One of those two things. Right. Right. So, I think that's a strategy too, where you have to push your kids towards things 
that are powerful in this society. Doctors are powerful people in this society. People who know the law, lawyers who can make law, legislation, all that, they're powerful people in this society, right? Uh, get them involved in politics. So now that they know how the game works, they can run for office and push in the agenda that, right. that we may have, right? Like, right. because think about it. A lot of these, these seats, they are family held seats. Absolutely. Like straight up. Absolutely. We know that, right? Yeah. Like there are, and just in Tennessee alone, I mean, there are multiple, um, well, not even that. Let's, let's use, what's my man that just died? Um, the good trouble guy, John Lewis. John Lewis. Okay, yeah. So John Lewis died. Didn't one of his family members take his seat? I don't know. I think they took his seat. One of one of his relatives. Okay. You yeah, know what no, I'm saying? I didn't know that. So like, and that happens all over the country. Yeah. So now you have now John Lewis is awesome, right? He's a great person, great role model, and has done a ton for civil rights in America. I hope that his relative will do the same. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But maybe maybe that doesn't happen but if it does then now we have this system already in play okay this person's in they know what to do they know what to keep right. advancing right you know what i'm saying yep. so we have to be strategic in looking at it like that yeah we need to look at ourselves and say how can i make it better right but if i have young children i can mold them into making it better yep. you know what i'm saying and yeah. and this is not i'm not trying to disagree i'm just same thing just different side of it okay uh, the other piece I think about is it's phenomenal if you can have a black man, black woman become a doctor, lawyer, et cetera. Yeah. It's more important if you can have a black woman or a black man grow into being a solid, upstanding. A successful person, like a, a success, right? Success, a whatever. Per- yes. As a, as a, that person. Yeah. You have the right morals yeah. and yeah. all yeah. that. Yeah. So what happens far too often is the the pursuit of the title or or the letters for doctor or the pursuit of esquire or the pursuit of these things become greater than the pursuit of being the best version of who you're supposed to be. Yeah. What happens? Yes. What happens if we do both? Yeah. See, and that's, that's the problem I think is because again, we talk about all the time. We don't have time to do a lot. We don't have time to focus on, certain things we got to get lock, to it as quickly as possible. yes emotions up. yeah so what if my whole time growing up it's you're beautiful you're you're smart you're strong this is your history this is your true ancestry this is where you come from this was a blip in the radar mm-hmm. 400 blip in the radar here's the treatment that we're still receiving as a result but it does not take away who you actually are mm-hmm. so when you go out there as a doctor remember this yeah. remember that you're special you don't have to code switch you don't have to do these things. The Jewish community is already doing that. Yes. They ha- they send their kids to a special school yes. before school yes. every day or every week, right? And they learn about their history, their trials, their tribulations, and they learn that they have to help themselves before they can help anybody yes. else. We as black people have to do the same yes. thing. Yes, and that's that's where I'm saying, and and Henry mentioned this before too. Was like, man, we, I be mentioning a lot of stuff. You do. I'm very, you know, smart. It's my brother. Yeah. Smart so guy. when I was telling y'all HBCU alum, yeah, once in a while, no, well, you know, don't put my business out there on the streets, huh? But you know, when I was talking about my ignorance, to my bad, to to real estate, yeah, and I was like, that's one of my issues is that I don't feel comfortable because I don't know enough. Yep, it's like, well, we probably just need. I'm like, yeah, we do. You know what I mean? So yeah, both of y'all are right. Like, as we start to put together this information, we need to start sharing it. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And and there are people that are phenomenal at that. And and Christina, you know, she tutors. Mm-hmm. She was like, because you know, the goal is we want to transition her from the classroom to being full time with her own with the tutoring and then the other business. Mm-hmm. As an add on, she was like, you know, I'm thinking maybe I want to teach a class like once one semester. I mean, I mean, like you do a four semester, then students graduate or get certified, whatever it is, teaching actual black history from the beginning, not starting here, but as far back as we can go. I signed my daughter up in a heartbeat. And that's, I was like, so many people would just want their kids to be connected. That's the piece that we need Mm -hmm. to, to get that salary where you want it, where you don't have to worry about being here anymore. So as we're starting to get to these smarter places, like she's not going to tell the kids they need to go vote. She's also not going to tell them not to go vote. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's more vote pro than I am. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, it's strategy though. Like voting is cool. Somebody has to vote. Yeah. Somebody from our community has to represent the police force. Somebody has to represent the government. We have to have people in all these places. There are so many levels to fight, but now we need to also be strategic because we've been fighting the fight already. The fight has not stopped, Yeah. but we're not getting the progress. Why? Because we're, there's no strategy alone. So when people say we need to organize and all this stuff, okay, but what does that mean? Yeah. There's nothing solid. There's nothing tangible behind that when people say that. Well, and, and here's the thing. You got people who organize for their own causes. That too. You know what I'm saying? So my, so let's just say Todd's cause, right? Todd's cause is different from Joe's cause. is different from Henry's cause. So now I got a group of people. You got a group of people. And you got a group of people. Yep. And here and we so all are trying to, we, we think we're on the same path. But that's what divide and conquer looks like. Exactly. <laughs> so... We got to figure out how to come. Hey, how can how can you help me? Yeah. How can you help me? How can we put this together? And now we're together. Now we're we're strategic, yeah. Yeah. and we got power. Yeah. Numbers numbers is power. Yeah. Right? The more people we get. Oh, you know, <laughs> on the movie. movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you remember that? Where he told him, I tell him, what he said, he said I'll the tell him to move or whatever. Yeah. They not going nowhere until we go and, in and, and see what, him. And what did, that, what did that white man, what did that white police officer say? He realized it. What did he say? No one man should have all that yeah, power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one man should have all that power. Yeah. 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 So. And then you see what they did. We got to hurry up and get rid of him. Yep. That's so. crazy. And we're going to use you his own people. You remember that part? Did you, have you seen yeah, the movie? Seen yeah. It. And we're going to use his own people to get rid of him. Yep. Use the FBI. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Which is crazy. I mean. Our government that has, and I put this in air quotes, that has supposed to that's protect supposed to be serve. here to pr- protect us, right, has been working against us. Mm-hmm. From day or, one. or has, I say, has in, the, has in the past. I don't know what they're doing now. <laughs> but I know from you ain't blind. Um, declassified documents that they were working mm-hmm. against us yes, in the for past. Sure. There's a documentary um, on PBS. I cannot think of what it is, but it actually talks about um, it was some something that happened in like New York, and how the FBI hired like five or six black people to like go in and infiltrate this Black Panther di- or not Black Panther. It was in, it wasn't in New York. It was in Philly. What was that thing in Philly? No, it was like a like a whole city in Philly that got bombed. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, the FBI hired like five or six black people to go in there and like infiltrate it, yeah. and then go back and give the FBI all the all the ammunition they needed yeah. to. Do what they needed to do. Yeah, yeah. I cannot. It, there's a documentary on PBS yes, about it. It's exactly very, very interesting. About. You yeah, should watch, watch it. that. Yeah, it's very that. interesting. And and the sad part is, realistically, 
what could somebody use? I don't think any of us would be able to be used in that in that manner. But what do you think somebody would come to you with? Money. Leverage. Or, it's going to be a leverage yeah, like, yeah, oh, you got, got these charges? Yeah, they got let me, let me go ahead say, and get yeah, this yeah, off of you. Yeah, yeah. You, you help us out. We'll help you out. We'll get these charges yeah. off. But that, we'll the thing sure about that is, good. guess what? They, they'll say, yeah, we'll cut your time down. They don't take the charges all the way off. But still, that's better. If, if I'm looking at 20 years or life and you'd say, hey, you do this for me, I'll give you five years. It's a no brainer, right? Right. Yeah, but. Yeah, I get it. I get it. It is. It is. If you're in that situation, but this is what I'm talking about as far as the strategy and then being a doctor's cool. But what if I'm the best version of myself? Yeah. Yeah. What if I got my morals and my my intake up to par? Yeah. I'm just, you can't buy me. And think about that. If I cannot be swayed to be a, to be a bad version of myself to kill you. And Mm -hmm. That, I yeah. mean, not me, not I know me, what you're yeah, saying. yeah, but that's, that's the mentality. And, and the, my suggestion is getting to that place where, okay, if it's, if it's about doing that for mine, standing on my morals and my integrity, mm-hmm. that's what it's about. Yeah. No, I get it. And, and I think that we have some opportunity to present that. I also think there's a couple of ways to get it done. I was telling somebody, uh, one of the one of the craziest experiments I ever did, and it became just a, a habit now, I started going out of my way to speak to other people of color. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that, you know, how you know, especially yeah. us men, mm-hmm. we can look like we ain't trying to be bothered with nobody else. Yeah. I would make sure I would speak. And I was so surprised at how often the brother would speak back and we'd have that short, that brief, never seen each other before, mm-hmm. never met, never What's seen up, each other man? again. What's up? You good? Yeah, I'm good, man. Right. Yep. Yeah. And it completely changes the 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 whole demeanor of that person. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, break the wall now. So what you're doing is something that we used to do all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even with the, the hat. Yep. deal, Right. Like, you know, what was it? Um, tip your hat to him. Yeah. Because you had to tip your hat to a white dude. Yeah. You had mm-hmm. to head down. And then we started doing the up motion. Uh, yep. Right. And we did that to every black person yep. we saw. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, that that's. We're and, getting back to that. And, and man, it's crazy. I was telling Christina when I first moved. So I, I grew up in Inkster, Michigan my whole life. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom moved to uh, Stone Mountain right before my senior year. I went down there that summer and I was walking down the street, dribbling basketball, going to the court and cars were driving by and they would honk and people wave. That's not what they did back from where I was from. Gotcha. Like that was generally like something some is about to be a problem mm-hmm. so i'm i'm like man what's going on yeah why all these people being on i didn't i had never seen it your god you were so you were so brainwashed yes. to what to, yeah. to well, yes program to program what, what, yes. what you were raised around yes yeah and it, it, so to your point it's like when i started doing that intentionally i saw all men and women mm-hmm. men and women and i i made sure i ma'am and sir mm-hmm. younger than me older i didn't care just wanted to make sure that they understood that I had respect off top. Mm-hmm. And it is crazy the way you can see those people. And it's like the whole day shifted. Mm-hmm. If we started just doing that more often, just being more intentional, interacting with each other. I don't care how you look. I don't care how somebody might perceive you. You could be the most hood looking dude. You could be the most square looking dude. I'm going to address you the same way. Same, same energies. Same energy. Same energy. And man, it becomes infectious even. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I, I at at our job, there's a couple of different people that rent space in it. 
So, mm-hmm. you know, some of these people don't work together, but it'll be some people out congregating sometimes on smoke breaks and stuff. And I walk by and I speak. And then I, as I'm going, I see them go and start speaking to somebody. And now you got three or four people just talking randomly. I'm not saying it wouldn't have happened, but it's just the energy around that conversation is different too. So it's like, man, yeah. that stuff spreads like wildfire when you do when you are intentionally doing right by other people. So yeah, that's crazy. Well, yeah. we run out of time. Yeah, here comes good, Otis. Good we can't never have, here. we can't never talk like we want to talk. So this player hate him, man. Go on, say what you gotta say, man. Actually, you go. To, you say no, what you no, gotta no, say. You, got we got a say final it. thoughts. Man, final I, thoughts I here. Doing nothing, hey, what you man. got for your final thoughts, man, man? I don't have nothing today. I'm man, Otis. Doesn't mess my whole attitude up. <laughs> Now, uh, great conversation today, fellas. Uh, I think coming together, getting a strategy put in place, and trying to, you know, just follow through with that strategy or whatever we do. For a gen- It may not affect us, but generations behind us, it, we have to see better days for them. Yeah. And we all got kids in this room, and we have to leave some more for our kids and their kids and our other people's kids that that look like us yeah it's it's we're, we're i think they got us bottled up too much where we afraid to i mean you know afraid to speak the truth and not and be afraid to to lose something yeah like be afraid to lose status money or anything that you're afraid of losing yeah we have to get over that fear and be like well look man this is what it is this is right and this is wrong and we can't continue to we can't allow you to continue to do the wrong things and still try to play devil's advocate and calm our people down yeah because yeah. it's not right yeah. like the officer didn't get charged with killing the young black lady she he got charged for shooting a wall was it was it called again one, one time just think, one time. Just think about that for a minute disregard her disregard the dead body Messed up that drywall over there. We finna give you some years. That's you brought that thing full circle. So is your life, is our life as black people not worth drywall? Or not more worth more than drywall? And and I'm that's a brick or whatever right. they went through. And that takes me to my final thought. Go ahead, bro. I agree with you a million percent. And and the answer to your question is to certain people, no, it's not. But that's where we come in for each other. Yeah. And as we start to interact intentionally with that positivity, putting that, that energy out there, because we all know energy don't leave. Mm-mm. It Mm-mm. shifts. Yeah. But if we can maintain the positivity of the energy, oh, man. So my, my final thought is just that be intentional with your interactions with other people of color. I don't care what they look like. Mm-mm. I don't care what your preconceived notion is, your judgment, any of that. Because how they look really doesn't tell you anything about them. Mm-mm. Never has, never will. So be intentional, be thoughtful, and be come with that. Come with a greater level of respect that you would give somebody that holds one, a high position of authority. The same way you would uh, interact with President Obama if you got the opportunity to meet him is the same way you should interact with Joe Blow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No respect for person. It should be equal across the board. Just do right. Yeah. And I'm gonna leave you with some homework because I'm trying to get trying to close this wealth gap. And y'all need to go home and look up crypto. You need to get in this crypto space right yeah. now because right now this is it's the wild west right now. It and is. You you may be able to win. It's kind of like the dot coms were in the '90s, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the way crypto is. So do some research on some crypto. 
Um, also, uh, auctions, tax tax lien auctions. Mm-hmm. Do some do some research on those too, because we want to make sure you can get some some cheap property that that may be worth a lot of money at some point. Yeah. So do some research on that. And uh, other than that. Um, y'all be good y'all be safe we'll see you next week or hopefully we'll we'll you'll be able to listen to us next week right. mm-hmm. and um we out peace deuces